<laughs> and we are off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you are live on the Professional Degenerates Podcast or Professional Degenerates Podcast. Uh, what started as a dyslexic spelling mistake, we kept because we thought it was funny. <laughs> and I'm the comedian, so I get to say what's funny. So, thank you for joining us, Palooza and Jackson and Coke, for the second drag episode. And a big shout out to um, Donna Kebab for doing that very first episode. Such a fun episode. So, so much better than I thought it would be, you know. And I thought it would be good, but it was even better. And it was thanks to her. She was so charismatic and so wonderful. But she's been doing it for nearly 10 years. And you guys are baby drags. Yeah, I'm very baby. <laughs> now, I reached out to you, Jackson and Coke, because uh, on the podcast with Donna, I said... So, who's the most promising drag uh, queen and king coming up? And you were said as the most promising yes. drag king coming up. She was like, she's just the most amazing dancer, gives it her all, rocks up. She's so enthusiastic. And then I heard about Lola Palooza through Bevy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know Bevy? Oh, Bevy Babau. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd butcher that now. <laughs> and they were like... He was like, oh, Lola Palooza, stunning. You should, have, you should have her on the podcast. And he'd be like, she's a little bit shy sometimes, but uh, not in drag. So I thought, oh, that absolutely makes sense, not. you know. Now, guys, tell me, what's the inspiration behind your um, drag names? Do you go first? Oh, mine was literally just uh, making a mistake, overhearing someone talk about the drink, thinking they were talking about someone called Jackson. And from there, I was like... It just stuck with me, and then I was like, oh, that should be my drag name. Nice. I had a huge list of drag names in my phone well before I started drag. Um, and then one day I just thought, Lola Palooza. Lola P. Loser works perfectly. <laughs> and then I just killed the rest of the list and was like, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> no great story. <laughs> so after the coffee, I've met Lola Palooza before Jackson. So. I imagine you guys were waiting at the stairs and you're asking him, so what's your impression of this weirdo who asked us to do a podcast? No, we're talking about the apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I know. It's like a, it's like a bit, bit like a haunted house. It looks shit from the outside <laughs> and it gets gradually shitter as you go into it. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, it was really good meeting Tommy. First, because I've done a few episodes where I've not met the guest before the episode, which is kind of like... It's actually a fun way of doing the episode because I don't know what I want to get, but I thought this drag, it, that's easy to do with comics because it's like comedians because that's kind of like my art form. So it's, you understand what you're getting there. Whereas I thought, you know what, it's, it's, I've met Donna Kebab. I hadn't met you yet. I wanted to, but I thought, fuck, I'm going to run out of time. But it was so convenient because, uh, Lola lives in Coburn. So yeah, I was like, it's right around the corner. Yeah. And I was like, you heard of a little cafe called such and such? And I was like, yes, I have. And I was like, great, we'll meet there. And then, yeah, we met there for coffee and I was like, great. Um, I'm going to be at work in a couple of hours. And I was like, where do you work? Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you think I brought you here? I get 50% off coffees, yeah. Exactly. It's the smartest way to go around it. Uh-huh. When I pay for coffees, actually. The boss is very nice. She gives me free coffee a lot of the time. Now, how does... Because Lola was saying very passionate about pursuing this as a career someday, which I think is awesome. If you can make a career out of performing, that's amazing. So would you like to pursue drag king professionally? 
Oh, I would love to, but it's very much my way of going about it is put my ideas out there, keep taking the opportunities that come to me. If mm-hmm. it turns out to be a career and I do this full time eventually, amazing. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, I just want to have fun and make sure that, you know, make the audience happy. Mm-hmm. So either way. Got any funny stories from recent drag events? Now, because I was at the Roll Call 3, and uh, which was a great show. Um, and getting a lining up a few of the performers from that show to do the podcast, and I can't wait to get my car back because then I can actually it can become a traveling podcast again, so I can come to you and we can do it there. Really, I just want to find out where all the hot people live so I can stalk them. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the most this is the most elaborate stalking plan in the world. It's like, yeah, I have a podcast. I can travel and bring the sound equipment to you. What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> but um, a, a lovely woman from the audience shouted out, um, "Show us where you piss from." And I think she was saying that to uh, to Tootsie Roll. I think. But there were a lot of people on stage who had penises, so it could have been a few different people, and none of them, uh, I, well, none of them wanted to show their penis. But they were all good looking, so I, I could sense, you know, I could appreciate the woman's sentiment. Got any funny stories like that from you? God, I've seen photos of you in drag, Lola. Someone's definitely shouted out something similar to you. I've had people give me back rubs uh-huh. on the way out to Connie's. Mm. That's, yeah, probably about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, still waiting to get more stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you've only been doing it for, like, less than six months, right? Yeah, six months. I think my first time actually out performing was two and a half months ago, mm. something like that, so not very long at all. Mm. I still can't get over how young you are doing it. Yeah, you know? definitely. And how, like... Like, uh, and how much older some of the other drag queens are, even though they seem so young and they look mm. so young. And I've seen some of them out of drag. And then it's like, wow, you're not that old. And it's like, they're not senior citizens, but it's like, you look... It's like, I'm either just aging really badly, <laughs> or you guys have clearly, you know... Found the fountain of youth. I know, mm. you know, bathing in puppy's blood every night <laughs> or something, um, just to keep them young. Now, Jackson, I imagine you get a lot of uh, people coming up to you uh, where they look in their eye that says, I'm seriously questioning my sexuality right about now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I've actually had, like, guys, whilst I've been in drag, ask me for my number and not quite sure what to do with that because I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Bit of a problem. Yeah. I was like, appreciate it. Um. Mm. But you are attracted to females? Yeah, mostly. 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 (laughs) Same here, mostly. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that would be oddly disappointing for them. Yeah. But I I remember it's like I go to Connections specifically as a place where it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about getting flirty with anyone because usually when I go out, I'm, I'm cooked and it's like I can't. I can't, like, focus enough to take anyone seriously who's trying to flirt with me. It's like, you've got a third eyeball right now, darling. You know, it's like, this isn't going to work out for you. My teeth feel funny, you know, so uh, that generally doesn't work out. But even I thought, like, when I saw Adam's apple for the first time, I was like, all right, this is... 
is seriously provocative for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw, who was the other one? I remember seeing Kiara Climax and I was like, all right, this is doing things to me I didn't think you'd do. This is like seeing um, uh, Liza Minnelli in Cabaret as a 10-year-old again. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her doing that number where she's in the bowling hat, I was yeah. like, okay, this is... This is going to dictate the type of woman I'm attracted to in the rest of my life. Oh, let's talk sexual awakenings because we talked about that with Donna. We talked about that with Donna Kebab, and Donna Kebab's one was um, Brendan Fraser in George in the Jungle. Yes. Yes. And mine was Liza Minnelli, definitely yes. in the bowling hat in Cabaret. I think you also talked about Kim Possible because I, I related to that, the she-go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Ooh, you listen very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, she-go. Yes. yes That's definitely. definitely another one. Yeah. I think mine would probably just be Guy Pearce and Priscilla Queen of the Desert coming mm. out of the bus in nothing but boxer shorts. And mm. I was like... Hello. I was watching Priscilla Quinn of the Desert. I already knew I was gay. But <laughs> seeing that, that just confirmed it. <laughs> it's so funny when you say you knew uh, like you knew you were gay. I remember I saw a guy I went to high school with in Connections, and I went up and said hi to him. I was like, hey, Joel. You might know him, Joel Creasy. Yes. Yes. Now, I went to high school with him. Now... I think the rest of school knew he was gay before he did. Oh, same um, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, like, he was nice. It was nice saying, I said, how are you going? Nice to see you again. He did barely knew me. And I was like, ah, oh. if you saw my face back, I didn't have a beard back then. So I was like, it's probably changed for us both. And I was I was just thinking to myself, it was very nice seeing him. And I was like, I was like, man, you were you were really gay in high school. It's like, you got gayer. Like, it was like, I don't, I don't know how you get gayer, but you found a way. You've you know? done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you should run, like, gay workshops. It's like how to be, like, professionally gay, you know? Because he was knocking it out of the park, you know? But so weird seeing him. Not in that place, just weird after all these years. That was the place, the kind of place I was expecting to see him. So it makes sense. So your sexual awakening, Shigo, was one for you. Yeah. Any others? Guy Pierce and Shigo. There were a lot more, just any shirtless man, really. Uh-huh. Well, the underwear section in Kmart. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, right. From a young age, I was, I was like, I don't want to buy underwear, mm. but I want to be in this section. Right. I don't know why. Toby, now I do. Toby Maguire in Spider-Man, Spider-Man with the shirt off. Yeah, a lot of losers. Going to need a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunny's down the hallway. Yeah. yeah. I'll be yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some lotion underneath the sink. Yeah. yeah. But um, any other ones for you, Jackson? I don't know. I feel like it was just like a long journey to get... It wasn't like, I'm gay and I know it. It it took a long while for me. Well, I think that's the funny thing about sexuality. It's like, you never know when it's going to... Something's going to jump in your path that makes you question Mm. it, you know? Mm. It's like, you kind of just got to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I feel... it's, It's kind of like... You feel bad though because when you want to want to explore your sexuality though, it comes at the cost of someone else being an experiment, mm. you know, which is not nice for anyone. I, I wouldn't want to treat anyone like an experiment because, look, I was a lesbian's experiment one time and uh, she enjoyed it, but she was like, you know what? I've slept with you and I enjoyed that, but I'm not attracted to any other guys. And I was like... I don't know whether to feel privileged or yeah, or Hurt. like yeah, 
And she was like, I think I'll just sleep with you when I feel like it. It's like, you can't just call on me, <laughs> you know? It's like... If You're a lesbian's booty call. You've really made it. Look, um, I find myself being attracted to a lot of butch chicks, and I don't know why. I think it's something about the short hair and the baggy clothes that just... It's like, I don't know what it is, you know? Relatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can't relate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the odd one out here. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. I was going to make fun. We, I'm, I've been telling... My roommate's is very, very good Christian boy, but he's been hearing the same small penis and your gay joke for about eight years running now, you know, but he's very good spirited about it. Yeah. That's the best thing about being a comedian. People say, oh, you should try new jokes. It's like, I mean, I go up on stage with something new every time, but the funnest thing for me is just beating the same joke to death. If it's funny, it mm, works. Exactly. You've got to keep using it. I know. But I did have a creative juice flow the other day when the queen died. I was like, oh, this is comedy gold. This I was like, perfect. Yeah. I was literally saying to everyone at the bar last night, are we celebrating, guys? I'm like, what are we celebrating? The queen died. And then my boss came up to me and she was like, Alex, that's very funny. It did make me laugh. But just be careful who you say that to. I was like, Australians don't care. Maybe middle-aged women female Australians care, but no one else, you know. It's the same demographic who cared as... More people probably cared when Olivia Newton-John died. Definitely. And I made jokes about that, too. And people laughed. And people laughed. Mm. Any thoughts on the Queen dying, guys? This episode's going to come out in, like, three weeks, so this is going to be a really hot take when it happens, (laughs) you know? I'm just enjoying all the memes I'm getting out of it. Oh. Scrolling through my phone that first day and I'm like, queen meme, queen mm. meme, queen meme, yeah. queen meme. It's, it's, it, it's a lot, yeah. I do worry a little bit about King Charlie. No. Any man who like trades Diana in for Camilla, you know. I've done a lot of drugs. I don't think I've ever been that fucked, you know. That's, that's got to be pretty cooked, you know. Do you think he was like, oh, she, she took it up the bum the first night with her. I haven't had that much fun since I, my brother Andrew got me a ticket to Epstein's Island. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us, guys, what got you... First off, now, the general consensus is drag queens take about three hours. That's generally the common number I've heard, three to four hours with drag queens. Do you find that's about the same number? I, whenever I'm painting, I normally give myself four hours. Four hours. Just because normally when I'm painting, I'm painting with someone else Mm -hmm. and I'm talking and I'm getting distracted. Um, And then that gives me time to put a wig on, put a dress on, Mm. put some heels on and take the heels off so I can drive and Mm. then put them back on and be there in time. Mm. But if I'm painting alone... I could probably do it in three, but I won't because that's scary. And there's definitely been times, I remember the first time I went out in drag, I gave myself three hours and I was an hour late. And I was, this was just going out. I wasn't performing, few, um, but I was an hour late and I was like, wow, give yourself some more time next time. Mm. And Jackson, I mean, is it different oh. between kings and queens? I feel like, I mean, I'm in a different circumstance because I usually finish work around 7.38. So oh. to get to the club in t- like in drag in time, uh, I would it. have to, yeah, I push it. So I actually take my time the day before, mm. figure out what face I'm going to do. I time it and see if I can 
do it in like 45 minutes to an hour right. so i can oh, wow. actually get there must be nice <laughs> she's got that oh, female focus you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah us guys we're just like distracted along the way yeah. <laughs> oh, i just need to start snorting some dexies while i'm painting oh. keep me focused yeah i got a guy yeah, yeah. he's in coburn too oh perfect oh, nice. mm. coburn, there actually used to be a couple of dealers living above the bar where i work at apparently i only found that out the other night hmm. Probably selling the usual cheap, shitty Perth Coke, you know. Guys, don't do Coke, right? <laughs> skip. Just Jackson Coke. Yeah, skip yeah. and go to Molly, okay? Yeah. yeah. It's much more bang for your buck, okay? Yeah. But um, but that seems like... is. Would you say there's more makeup involved with drag kings or drag queens? In I would, experience? actually. There's more for drag kings. Yeah. Okay. I feel like with facial hair, and, yeah. well, I mean, obviously you don't have to, like, there's many a times I've gone out without facial hair, but adding, like, those little bits onto it, um, contouring, like, yeah. the entire the thing. amount <laughs> of contour is crazy. Mm. Um, and then you wear those bodysuits, too, oh, which yeah. look yeah. really uncomfortable. <laughs> they're, they're really fun to do, like, a dance number in, and then you just open it up and all the sweat. Just oh, like, God. Yeah. yeah. I used to be a boxer. <laughs> I used to have to wear a sweatsuit and a um, and a bin bag. Like you bag up the body yeah. and that is yeah, you literally open it up and it's like ah dripping. Yes. Not so much dripping, more like raining. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's the whole storm. Yeah. And I was thinking, Jesus, Ruby would really love to be under here. <laughs> yeah. Ruby's so funny. Ruby works her connections. Love Ruby. Uh, she's such a flirt. Mm. But she she helped with a lot of the research for the first drag episode. So shout out Ruby. I'm going to do an episode with her. So. Oh yes, nice. and Ruby. she's coming to my show on the 18th, which this episode will come out after the 18th. But I've reserved 20 to 30 tickets for myself. So if you two want free tickets to the show on the thing, it's good for the audience. Exactly. So free tickets for yourself. Anyone else around's got to pay though. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But eighteenth uh, of September, six p.m. Shameless promoted, guys. That's how you. That's how you get where you're going. Oh, gotcha. and, uh, yeah. Fuck perfecting your art. Just promote. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. promote. It's like you get good along the way. You know, and it's a little bit like I'm sure that was the way with porn actresses as well. You know. Mm. It's like, yeah, let's not worry about memorizing lines or seeming real. Let's just start filming, put it out there. And, and just keep putting it out. Get better. Yeah. And that's pretty much how Riley Reid made her career, you know. Bad acting. <laughs> also, Meryl Streep, overrated actress in my opinion. Yeah, I listen to your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was re-listening to it on the way over here. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. I mean, I look at the analytics and I see it's like, and you know, I look at the analytics and I'm flattered, but I'm like, something the other day, and I was like, I got like 50 followers for the pod, and we've only been doing it for like two months, so I'm quite happy about it. And I was like, Gee, people really listen to this bullshit, you know. <laughs> It's like, we've got 300 streams. 300 people have played this? Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, they must be on some better drugs than I am to be enjoying this. <sighs> now, I'm wondering about, like, the, the pastimes that are involved because it seems like you've got to do something in your life that complements um, your performative art. Like, I work at a bar and that allows... I used to do FIFO, which, like, FIFO and performing just do not go hand oh, in God, hand. Oh, God, no. Um, so... I quit that and I work at a bar. 
huge pay dip, um, but I'm having a lot more fun. So I think in my mind, it's worth it. Yeah, um, What do you guys do to like complement the role of performing and hopefully wanting to go semi-pro with it someday? I was a theatre kid for a couple of years. Oh. Not a good one, but I was a theatre kid nonetheless. Um, I got into John Curtin, the drama school for drama, um, and then hated it. So, mm. yeah. That's my experience, and I put that into all my drag. Not very much experience. I did three low-rate high school productions in my old school. Got the lead role, so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got the lead role in... Um uh, the Last Supper and the Crucifixion of Jesus. So I was the J man. Yeah, you know, I went to a Catholic school. You know who they made uh, Judas in that play? Oh. The one Aboriginal kid in school. Like that is. I didn't think about it at the time, but looking back at it now, I'm like, man, that's that's questionable. You know, I was like. This was early 2000s when if that, like, people would have just, like, it would have been seen politically correct yeah. to have an Aboriginal kid in the play. But, I like, looking back on it, it's like, damn, that's, I mean, it's sad, but it's also comedy gold, you know. For, it's good. It's a good pot story for a podcast, you know. Mm. Shouts out, Tyler. <laughs> I remember you, boy. Yeah. yeah. He's getting married these days. Can you believe that? Isn't that weird when you get older and people start having children and getting married? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, do, like, we only found out about sex five minutes ago. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, you know, the plan wasn't to be productive with it for another like 10 years. Yeah, it's no. Like, you know, the plan was to have fun with it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, sex is a little bit like Lego, okay? The first time you get it, like, just... The first few years of having Lego, it's just experimental and funny. You're not going to follow the instructions. You're going to fuck it up. And then eventually you take on a more, you take a project, which is like, okay, this is what it's meant to look like. Let's make that, you know? And it's like, that seems like what sex is to me. But I never progressed to that stage where it was becoming productive. And if it ever got productive, it was by accident without me knowing. So, like, it's just been fun for me. And... It feels like it should stay that way, to be honest. You yeah. know, children seem like a bit of a hassle. Gotcha. I've worked as an EA for a bit, and I can definitely promise you they are a hassle. An EA? Education assistant. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, were you dealing with any... Uh, Trouble kids? Um, mentally impaired kids? I wasn't, actually. Interesting. I had a very high-end primary school, and I was just mainstream. Mm. But there were definitely some annoying kids. I will put it that way. Kids are fucking horrible. Yeah. And they have no sense of, like, being nice. You they definitely just... would have had made kids fun of you, making fun of you, Lola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'd make fun of them back. Yeah. Which and then prefer. instant bond. Now, never forget me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Someday they'll see you in drag and be like, is that? Hold on a second. Yeah. He taught no. me long division in year four. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, how old are you? You're like still a teenager. 18. <laughs> Don't take a moment. Just breathe. So what year were you born? 2004. No. <laughs> I don't turn 19 till next year. How old are you, Jason? Year. I'll be 25 in two months. Yeah. Ah, so, so you... Yeah. <laughs> you're only... a baby face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you're only a little bit older than me. 
Oh, so. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, oldest per No, actually, you're not nearly the oldest person to be on the podcast. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I've had like 40 and 50-year-olds. Oh. You're the oldest female we've had on the podcast, though. Shout out Locks Maroon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what do you think got you into doing drag, though? I moved down to Perth from Exmouth up north. Um, I met one of my friends and they introduced me to Perth Drag and I was 14 at the time. I remember going home, buying makeup and thinking, I'm going to do this. <laughs> that lasted all of two days. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch that makeup for four more years. And then this year I was like, because I turned 18, I could actually go see drag shows. I was going to Drag Factory every Wednesday and I was like, you know what? It's time. Hmm. So I practiced. It went terribly. Practiced against. It went terribly. Kept going and I was like, okay, this is actually not terrible anymore. And then went out, did the do. Mm. I have a similar story, which I'll tell in a minute, but I want to hear from Wacko Jacko. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there was definitely a lot of different components. Um, I was a dancer and doing musical theatre. And then I started dating a drag king in the Perth scene. (laughs) Can we share any names? Uh, Adam's apple. The, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we were dating during the coronavirus, and obviously met all the other amazing drag artists mm-hmm. in Perth. Um, and I was just inspired by them. And then, uh, obviously, we broke up, and uh, I just got a lot of peer pressure. Oh, you should try this. You're a dancer. You should try this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll just give in to the peer pressure just once. I'm yeah. just gonna do this once. <laughs> I've got this idea. I'll do, do it, it more often, honestly. Yeah, yeah but I just did it once, and then I got a few paid gigs from it, and I was oh, like, wow. oh, this is my first. oh my god. Anyway. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. So mm. I just had fun with it and just kept, you know, doing it. And now I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> now you know you're addicted. Mm. You just yeah. can't stop. It was so weird seeing Adam Zappel out of drag yeah like where's the rest of your eyebrows yeah <laughs> it's like you're missing half from the I'm top about to shave them off it's coming right like yeah this was a debate like this is one of the questions I, I forgot to ask in the first podcast but um it was given to me by the research i did all the research like i went to connections on a night out after a show and i was like i take my little joke book with me wherever mm. i go like just scroll down ideas and not funny questions i want to ask people and things like that and um a lot of we're doing street talk today a lot of questions that we're going to be asked about the queen and uh but like we one question i forgot to ask uh, donna because i lost those research papers because i'm a disorganized fucker Good thing was I remembered about ninety percent of them, um, but uh, the, yeah, the one question was that I recall uh, was the debate of eyebrows and no eyebrows, mm-hmm. and what are, you, what are your thoughts? I'm sick of having eyebrows and having to block them every time I go out, but I'm not ready to commit to not having eyebrows out of drag. Mm. So these, these are my bread and butter. I can't mm. can't get rid of them, but. I'm very close to shaving them off. Fair enough. I'm just so sick of putting too many layers of glue on my face. Mm. Fair enough. Um, just to paint an image for the audience, though, and it's like I've seen a lot of uh, drag queens out of drag, and they're beautiful people. They're, they can be, well, they're all very attractive. I think there's certainly a uh, like a certain level of aesthetic that you have to achieve by just by qualifying for drag, you know, but. Like, just to paint an image for the audience, Lola, 
out of drag is a stunning man. That's so true. And you are he, so correct. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, like, and I feel like the eyebrows really piece it together. And oh, I feel yeah. like seeing him without eyebrows, I don't want to say would ruin the look, but I don't know, man. You just got such like, you know, fun, fun, playful hair, strong jawline. Just put it under, cover my brows with it. Mm. Have a have a couple bang um, bangs for a while. Yeah, you're making me and Jackson question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Jackson, your thoughts on eyebrows? No eyebrows. Well, I was shaving them before I did drag because I just didn't like my eyebrows. Mm, so yeah, I yeah they're shaved now. They're yeah. shaved now. Yeah, I just drew them on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, look, it's each their own. Again, I have to be very quick with my drag, so um, yeah, I'm putting I... it on. So I shave it so it t- doesn't it's take easy, so much right, time. Okay. But you know. Uh, yeah, I talk to many people who prefer, you know, gluing them down and doing it that way. Yeah, you easily, you two are easily the best looking people we've had on the podcast. <laughs> Which is a shame because we're gonna go like we're gonna go do uh, film a film the podcast. That's gonna be a video thing. Which is gonna be a shame because I can't look like a homeless person anymore. <laughs> which is really, I really love just being comfortable. You know, like I, I like when I. Dress up. I dress up to dress out. I like to look good when I do it. But 95% of the time, I want people to wonder where my home is. You yeah. Know? Um, and I like that reaction. It's it's fun. It's also fun to sit to wear the psychedelic onesie on a night out. And because I've worn that to connections, mm. people just come up to me and they're like, dude, where did you come from? Where yeah. are you going in that thing? So, yeah. But. You, so you just strip the eyebrows fully off? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> just, yeah, shave them off. I can imagine my head without eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, I had big eyebrows as a kid. So I think my nickname was John Howard, like, <laughs> like amongst my siblings at the age of, like, 12 or something like that, you know? Cockroaches on my head. But I think I've, like, grown into them, so, like, they suit the rest of my face. Yeah. Whereas, like, now, like, when they were a kid, they were just... Off, you know? I was like proper gypsy child walk, you know. It was, it was something else going on, you know. Mm. When God was dipping the hair genetics on me, he was like, "Let's let's give this guy a double dose." You know? <laughs> but um, another question I wanted to ask: drag kings and drag queens seem like they have to maintain like a really high level of fitness. Like they are dancing, they are moving, they are in what, and they're doing it in what looks like less than comfortable clothing. Oh, gotcha. So, 100%. It seems like a certain amount of fitness regime is necessary for to keep this up. I do absolutely nothing. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) I'm a circus performer as well, so, and a dance teacher, so it's a part of my everyday life anyway. Mm. I suppose I work in a restaurant, so I'm always on my feet walking around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the nice thing about comedians. We can literally not do not anything. In fact, I think most comedians should maintain on being fitter, though. Because it feels like if you're a big fat man on stage, everyone wants to laugh at the fat man. So it's, it seems like, it seems easy, you know? Um, I think everyone should, like, be terrifying on stage. Like, I have this comedian, Saadi Chalabi, who is this Middle Eastern-born comedian, and he was like, um, and he has this very serious face on stage and makes a lot of jokes about Islam and terrorism and just the good kind of stuff. And he was like, you know, he's always saying, it's like, 
people tell me I need a more friendly face for comedy. What the, did he's like, what do you guys think? And he looks at the audience like real serious. Like, <laughs> what do you do, do? Is my face not friendly? You know. So he's the fucking. He's actually on my show. He's actually one of our ten minute performers on our fir- on the first premiere show, the Professional Degenerates, Ooh. Degenerates Comedy Show. Mm. I'm shitting myself for that. <laughs> That's something like talk about. First time you did drag, were you like visibly shaking? Because first time I did comedy, I was visibly shaking. I got off stage and people made comments about it. Mm. I think my first time in drag, I wasn't nervous at all. I think because there was no expectations. You were saying that. It's like just the first time I was like, I can do shit and it is okay. And then the second time I was like, my heart was racing faster than it ever has before. Mm. And... I was just about to throw up backstage. I'm like, I can't do this. And then I went out and I did And I'm like, okay, this wasn't mm. so bad. But the nervousness, nervousness still is there every time. But it's getting better, That's which good. is good. Yeah, no, I was shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was side stage. Um, I actually talked to the, one of the hosts at the time because I'd never been nervous. I'd performed since I was like 18 months old. Like being on stage was... Real quick. Easy. So sorry to interrupt, but I fucked up. I didn't introduce you. So. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I love playing with Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love, I love playing with this soundboard. And then, um, and, you're, and then you're about to tell a story about your first performance, so we'll use the dream time. Uh, <laughs> it was August 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So shitting yourself before you went on stage. Oh, yeah. And I was like, look, I've never been nervous before going on stage before. Mm. And I asked the host, who's also, you know, a dancer. I've been doing this for a while. And was, um, I was like, why, why am I so nervous? Why, you know, I have my massive balls in my pants, like, ready to go. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah, that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what number was that? that? Big balls by ACD. Oh, I wanted yeah. to do that as well. And then I saw your, like, second yeah, birthday yeah, video. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and she just turned to me. She goes, it's one because you care and two because you know half this audience and they haven't met you and you just want to make a good impression i'm mm-hmm. like yeah that is completely right but i still get nervous mm. now like before every show excited but yeah it's an excited nervous yeah feature of the comedy furniture of the comedy almost callum just got out of bed <laughs> at uh, 10 a.m on a sunday because he was up talking to his new girlfriend all night i think Ooh. <laughs> Callum's pretty much part of the furniture. He cannot wait for this thing to become a travelling podcast again. He's like, Alex, who the fuck are all these strange people coming into the house? I was like, Callum, just for another couple of weeks while the car's getting fixed. He's like, we'll be there soon, bro. Bear with me. Bear with me, okay? And it's like, once we're on the road again, you'll never have to fucking hear about it. And I was like... And he, he was there. He was like, you know what would be a really good way to stalk good-looking people? Set up a podcast and say it's a traveling podcast. So it was Callum's idea, you know? <laughs> nah, Callum is one of the treasured features of this show. Because we get to... He's like our, pun- our walk-in punching bag, you know? We now have comedians on and we're like, we're running out of jokes and we're running out of bits to tell. Callum just walks in and we're like, hey, what's up? You know, small penis, you know, <laughs> sort of about cutting it off and just finishing the job sometime soon or yeah, just literally the same joke. This is why we love, well, you'll need to travel with the podcast, Callum. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell someday, like if I keep, if I get the car back and I'm still doing it here, I can tell he's just going to come in and turn the blender on and just be like, yeah. fuck this podcast. 
but everyone go say thank you to Callum in the comment section without this podcast he, it would not be possible and he was also the OG guest on the underground episode which can only be found on SoundCloud anymore which we do not upload to anymore so if you can find it well done but I don't think you will yeah no I've got something to do when I get home okay yeah yeah you'll hear him he's not saying much but he does he does have some really good snippets and they're a little bit yeah, questionable. Mm. Just like us. You know? <sighs> Thank you, Callum. Mm. Oh, I should take him on stage with me sometime. What do you oh, think? yeah. Uh, um, we were thinking, Ruby and I were thinking of an idea for the prom- promoting the podcast. And because it's great, the, the podcast gets bigger. I get to promote performers like yourself, which is so much fun for me because I love meeting you guys. And I remember the first time I serious, I was, when I thought about the idea of putting a drag queens and keens on the podcast i was tripping m- 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 major balls and at that time i was convincing someone and i did convince them in the end that meryl street was a piece of shit and an overrated actress and i was like most fucking hollywood actors are pieces of shit man they don't deserve their oscars but like actors are literally the most overrated is the most overrated craft ever okay the script writers and the directors and the cinematographers and stunt coordinators deserve more praise like they just fucking memorize some lines and he was like yeah, yeah good point and then i saw the drag performance and i'm like these guys act they sing they dance and they do it all while looking very very fucking uncomfortable in a full face of makeup you <laughs> yeah. know it's like i was just like you guys you guys should have your own Oscars show. Yeah. 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 We've got we the Proud Awards. Proud Awards. <laughs> 8th of October. Go get your tickets now. Yes. Mm-hmm. The promo. This will be out before the 8th of October. Yeah. <laughs> I already started sewing my outfit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. You sew. I do. Callum, I found someone to repair the onesie because that onesie is really getting a fucking workout on my nights out. <sighs> People keep tugging on the tail of the onesie. Yeah. yeah. Like, Just don't wear it the wrong way around. And then it's not a problem. It's a good one. I like Actually, that. no, if it's a connections, that should be all right. That's more than okay. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like more people are obsessed with pulling on the horn because the onesie comes with a horn oh. on it. But like the horn's okay because that's the thing. But it, the tail got a little rip tear in it because, yeah, the last week when I was out, people just kept on fucking pulling it. I remember I glared at this guy who like uh, started pulling on it a little bit. And, you know, a guy with massive eyebrows with a head like a Neanderthal and a big beard glares at you. He was just like, sorry, bro. And it's like, I'm not even that big a guy, but I was like, fucking cunt. I'm on so much MD right now and you go around pulling my tail. I was like, normally I'm a very chilled out person, but you're really fucking pissing me off. Does anyone do that with your outfits? I imagine, oh, yeah. All the time. You're, I've actually seen like people pull people's wigs and I'm like, just... What the <sighs> fuck? Like, and when they glue to your head, it's mm. like... Oh, God. Yeah. First of all, I don't like being touched by most people. No, yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is like... I prefer... It's like, no, a handshake is nice. Mm. It's like, if you want a hug and you're a hugger, I actually don't mind giving people's hugs. But, like, I'm going to offer a handshake. If you go for a hug, I'll definitely give you one because I'm not that kind of prick. But um, it's like, you know... I Also, some people hug too long. Oh, so yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. You know? You got three seconds, that's it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Fathers, I think it was a comedian who said, it was Daniel Tosh who says, fathers who hug their sons longer than three seconds should be put in jail. All right? 
<laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I agree. Anyone who hugs anyone yeah. for more than three seconds should yeah, be put I was in jail. Like, yeah, Dad, you could have hugged longer than one second, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you could have given a hug at all, but nah, I love you, Dad. You're good. It's weird though. <clears throat> Dono Kebab came into the bar I worked at with his parents and out of drag it was father's day and she didn't know i'd worked there so it was a really really small small world and donna you got the cutest parents by the way <laughs> like, they are the cutest couple ever and they're so nice and they're, they're, they're i've seen them a few times in the bar they're not alcoholics trust me if you see the regulars in the bar you know who's the alcoholics now they just come in for a few quiet drinks but they are so nice and so cute and yeah, and Donna like loves them, but it's weird how, for me in my family, I did not get, I got support from the members of the family I least expected to when I started out doing stand up comedy and podcasting, and I got did not get support from the people I thought would be the most supportive. Do you guys have anything similar like that? If we can talk about it, I mean, both my parents are pretty supportive. I remember right. you're a lonely child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was, I, I've been watching Drag Race with my mum since I was thirteen, and after every single season, the end of a, se- a season, without fail, she always asks. Well, not anymore, but she always asked, so when are you doing drag? Yeah. When are you going to be on Drag Race? I'm like, all right, give me mm. a couple years. Mm. Um, Let my jawline develop. Yeah. <laughs> but she, um, yeah, my mum comes to all of my, every time I go out to perform at Drag Factory, mm-hmm. dad's come a couple times whenever he can. They've got my grandparents coming sometimes, family friends coming, and it's like, I needed this extra pressure. Mm. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're both supportive. Um, I remember before I like started going out, I'd just be painting in my room um, and my mum would walk in and then she'd like bug me afterwards for a photo so she could send to my nan back up in Exmouth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and now my nan's like, oh, I'm so happy I've got a new granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so cool that you like this, like they're supportive though. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But like my dad was like, I'm the youngest <coughs> of six kids. Oh, first off, do you have... Anyone supportive like that in your life, Jacko? Now I do. Uh, when I started, my mum burst into tears and was confused and scared. And when I first... Because I had been painting for a few months and I came out of my room at the time I was living with them um, in drag and she was so confused. Dad didn't have anything to say and they were just, you know, not unsupportive, just they just didn't understand, understand it at mm. all. Um, my sibling um, loves it, um, so they live in Melbourne. They absolutely love it. They're my biggest supporter, and now my sister. I'm the youngest of five, so mm. um, yeah. They, the oldest, my oldest sister now finally gets it when she sees me perform and stuff. She hasn't mm. seen me live, but a few of my videos, um, she's now very supportive of it. And the other two are, like, oh yeah, they're doing their thing. <laughs> okay, so real quick, it's funny you say youngest because I feel yeah. like the youngest child of a family mm. always has to come out with the most ridiculous shit. It's kind of <laughs> a mantle we take upon ourselves. Yes, yes. Um, can't say I can relate to any lonely child issues, you know. It's it's like it's very much in your own dimension there. Yeah, yeah. it's very lonely. Mm. Put it that way. Especially when I was younger. But, mm. Oh, but well. You had come out as, as gay to your parents by the time you had done drag, right? Yes. And yeah. was like, they weren't, they were supportive of that? Oh, yes, somewhat, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, so so dressing as a man for a performance was more confusing to them than you being gay? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what which, it sounds which like. is hilarious because I just came off doing Cats the Musical and I was like, I was dressed as a cat for like yeah. two months. Yeah. How are you not confused by that? Yeah. <laughs> so you've done a few musicals and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, which ones have you done? Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, We'll Rock You, Cats, I think that was, and then a few during high school, but oh. yeah. God, i got to come see her perform at, like, the circus. And oh, yeah, me too. I'm going to make some time to come to a few more drag shows after I've closed the bar up on a Friday and Saturday night, and I won't be cooked for it because <laughs> while I love drugs, you cannot do them every week. They... At I least mean, the drugs can. are you can. <laughs> Technically but, <yeah>. speaking. <laughs> Certainly the way I do them and the amount I do, you should not do every week, you know? You know, drugs are fun, children, but, you know. Don't have too much don't fun. Don't have too much fun. Exactly. You know, again, it's drugs are a little bit like masturbating. There's definitely a point where it becomes a troubling habit, you know. And uh, I've definitely edged close to both uh, troubling points a few times, you know. Um, but it's so funny you say you're the youngest children as well, because circling back where... Um, where, like, some members were supportive and some were, like, you know, sketchy. I did not think my dad would be as supportive of what I'm doing. I didn't think he'd have an issue. I don't think he'd ever try and talk me out of it. Like, my dad's always been very much the kind of dad which is, like, you know... He encouraged us to be independent from the earliest of ages. So, like, he was coaxing us into adulthood at, like, <laughs> very tender ages. And he was like, ah, Just as soon as you could walk. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much it. I mean, he would have... Lo- I mean, yeah, these ridiculous child labour laws, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, uh, he coaxed us into making our own decisions at a very, very young age, you know. So, uh, it, was, it was really cool of him to, like, be supportive of what I was doing and because I think he was just like I've always been the clown of the family and he was just like yeah makes sense you are going to make other people laugh now so he was like you'll figure it out and he was like you figure you somehow figured out how to complete an apprenticeship you've been living out of home for eight years and haven't killed yourself yet so he was like I'm sure you'll figure this out so like yeah also dad's a brilliant source for writing material you know parents are old Old parents are literally the funniest people, like in terms of getting writing material from. And then yeah, the a lot of other members of the family were supportive too, but there were a couple that were like, mm. and then it's funny what you were saying about family rocking up to the shows. I think that's great for you. My auntie asked if I could come to my show, and I was like, please don't. Yeah. And I was, and she was like, why not? And I was like, honey. I say some obscene shit, all right? I do not want you hearing it, okay? I would rather you find my nudes than <laughs> hear the jokes I say on stage, okay? And she was like, no, I'm coming to your show sometime. And I was like, oh, Jesus. It's like, I, I thought I was going to hell. Now I know for sure, yeah. you know? Like, mm. So... Tell us about, like, what, what was a performance for you? What was a standout performance for you? Because for me, there's a few standout performances that I've done that I've thought that was amazing. And I feel like everyone has a couple of performances that they do which just, just stand out to them as being, oh, my God, yeah. I, I know I'm doing the right thing, you know? Oh, there's Take many. the floor. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did one number a couple of weeks ago, the song Iconic. Um, and that was just so much fun because it's such like a loud, powerful number. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, yeah, I had so much fun doing it and I felt loud and powerful. Mm-hmm. And in typical me fashion, I ended up getting my vagina out on stage by accident again. <laughs> um, and it was just a lot of fun. I accidentally pulled my leotard open. Oh, that was the video Kiara Climax fixing yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I just about to mention that. And I just realized, like, mm. there's nothing I can do about this right now. Mm. So I just had to keep going. And I went over to Kiara at one point in that number and she said, come here. And I fixed it up for me. Mm. I'm just standing there just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Iconic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's fixing it up. And the videos are hilarious. Yeah. It was... Yeah. I did the deep dive on both your Instagrams. <laughs> I need to find out about this, baby. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Yeah. yeah. See if I hang around any shady characters. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That the other number I did that week, I shot Cupid, was a fun number as well. Mm-hmm. I got to rewear my favorite outfit. Um, had this little toy gun I got from an op shop ages ago, probably like this time last year. Nice. That I haven't touched since. It was for another party. Spray painted it pink. Put glitter on it. Put rhinestones on it. Wrote my name in rhinestones on the side. And I was just like, this is fun. Mm. Nice. Oh, so many performances that I just like, I wish I could relive. Mm. Um, I mean, most recent, I can't one. Yeah. Uh, the sloth? The sloth. Yep. The sloth. I was about yeah. to say, if you can't decide your favourite, I'll decide it for you. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, sloth burlesque. Nice. Um, slow motion to Usher's Nice and Slow. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. That was my last performance before I injured myself. Um, oh, you got an injury? Yeah. What you got going on? Uh, torn MCL. Oh, lovely. Yes. Been lovely. two months now, so yeah. we're back in action You've got the clear? Back in action this week. Woo-hoo. Yes, exciting. Um, I actually, I mean, I love that number. I know the crowd loved that number. Oh, yeah. The one that clicked for me, uh, I did a number about coffee. <gasps> yes. The coffee one, the... Um, Every time we touch. Every time we touch with uh, coffee cups and, yeah, that was... A little toilet paper on the shoe. Yeah. yeah. Every time I think about coffee, I do touch myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a serious... I'm becoming a serious caffeine dependent. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, same. And it, it's like, I'm doing... It's getting to the point now. It's like getting crackhead levels. You know the point where you like trying to start cutting costs just to get to the bearer product? Mm-hmm. So now I just buy instant <coughs> coffee and it's like... Oh, this is this is what uh, ISIS runs on. You know? yeah. It's like this is how they wake themselves up in the morning. You know, this is this is liquid meth. Yeah, you know? just yeah. that. And the best part is, it's like you just you just cook the shit out of it. Nice hot cup of charred crap in the morning, and it's like. Fuck. And now you're awake. I know. And human. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I can tolerate the day. Yes. I used to work as a barista, and we get a free coffee every shift, and that quickly turned to me getting four coffees per shift. Yeah, yeah. To nineteen coffees per shift. Oh man, you got to limit yourself. Yeah. It's even worse because I like because the bar I work at is a cafe during the day, mm-hmm. bar at tapas bar at night, and uh, so the, but the 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 coffee machine's running till closing, so it's like running at night. Yeah. So I'm like just be like, I gotta be careful how many coffees I had because if I have like get to midnight, I close up and I've had seven coffees. It's like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a heart attack trying to get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fucking best part. I remember one night after, it was the night out, I I think it was the night out after I decided I was going to interview a drag queen. I went to the cafe, still on the ones that you got a coffee on the way home and I had done a lot of Molly the night before and I was like, had the coffee and I was like, Oh, 
oh great, yeah, now the MD and coffee are having a fight over who's going to make my heart stop beating first, you know? I was like, oh man, this is really not good. I was like, I'll just go sleep it off. Yeah. And here I am still. (laughs) So that's the secret, guys. When your chest feels tight and your heart starts pounding, just just walk it off, slide down, you know. You feel the urge to close your eyes, close it. Yeah. You'll wake up again. Left shoulder hurts. That's all right. That's normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I just knocked it earlier. (laughs) No, but... um, Dra- I was saying this to uh, Lola when we caught up for coffee, but you drag queens and kings seem like they need to be so limber, which is like, as someone who did a little bit of competitive powerlifting, boxing, and, um, you know, a lot of weightlifting and rock climbing, those are all like very stiff, mechanical, movement-based things, you know? Everything's like... It's fluid, but it's a mechanical movement, Mm. you know. You've got, like, a a destination you're trying to reach. Whereas, like, dancing and things, it's like this free-flowing thing which continues and doesn't stop with no end in sight, it seems like. So, as a result, I'm pretty much paralyzed from the waist down in terms of, like, just joints. And it's like they have, like, a limited range of motion. You know, I was told by recently someone I hooked up with, they were like, you need to loosen up your fucking hips. And I was like... (laughs) sorry that's it's not gonna happen anytime soon and I was like yeah it's like you're fucked you need yoga and I'm like yes I know I have the body of an old man that's what FIFO for eight years does to you okay plus a bunch of other shit so what do you do as far, like, as, far as stretching and things like that contortion yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it. yeah so you're a contortionist in the circus yes I do contortion I do basically all of it contortion right. aerials right yeah. that's I have a I have a question I'm, I'm embarrassed to have asked. Oh, I'd do it. But I want, um, but yeah, do my it. curiosity will not allow me to not ask it. I watched a movie recently, and this was a movie, it was a comedy based movie where a guy wanted to get a dick reduction surgery because he was a contortionist yoga master with a giant dick. Right. Recipe for getting addicted to sucking his own dick, apparently. Oh, God. And I was just thinking, what a shame. Yeah. Yeah. And he was was like, there's just no one who can make me happy the way I can. It was his argument. I was like, fair enough. I've been there. Um, Like, not there, there, but like, I understand the sentiment, you know. Um, Have you heard of anything like that happening? No. I I mean, I know I've had people ask that question, Um, but no. I must get it a lot with your Joe Norm's penis and all. Yes, Yes, it's massive. Um, (laughs) No, I haven't heard of that. Mm. I'm uh, when this thing becomes a traveling podcast. I'm gonna go traveling around with props again, and like because I like the chalice is like a regular prop for the podcast, you know, and uh, it's it's quite heavy. It's Mm. nice because it's like. It's much more. Like, oh Jesus! Is that Russian? No, that's um, it's, it's Elvish. Runes. Elvish. Uh, Lord of the Rings inspired cup. It's nice because it's like you know, if you need to glass someone, mm. much rather do it with a metal object than a glass. Gotcha. You know? It's like great. Now I know I'm going to knock them out, but no one's going to need to tidy up glass. You know? Yeah. So it's a much better recipe for success. But I'm also thinking of travelling with a few other items, which I feel like give off the vibe of the show. So I want. I got this dildo, which I got for a bucks party, and it's a suction cup. And I'm thinking, once we go film, I'll just p- 
pounded on the wall in the background oh, yeah. of the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Hang okay. a towel. Like, if there's be like, oh, it's adult content. Like, let's just hang a towel over it. And, <laughs> and it's like, we'll put it side on so people know what it is. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what it is. It's covered up though. You can't complain. Yeah. It's like just the balls are sticking out from underneath it. You know, do you like that image? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I do. Mm. Um, the first uh, the first drag queen I have to have on when we go video is Ruby. Yes. It's like Ruby has got dibs on that because she is so funny. Mm. First introduction to Ruby, I was at the cloakroom at Connections, like researching the episode with the girl who was running the cloakroom at the time. Mm. Ruby comes into the cloakroom, takes one look at me. There's a five-second pause, and she was like, yep, that's a face I would sit on. And I was like... Well, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's lovely to hear. I try my hardest. Yeah, you know. I was feeling pretty rough at the time, so to get that kind of feedback was nice. Um, and then, yeah, she came up with the idea, which is like, let's do this promo for the thing, where it's like, if we reach a 1,000 followers on the podcast and then like 30 subscribers on the Patreon, um, she can put me in drag makeup and we'll stream it on Instagram. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm, okay. I'm telling I'm all so my friends excited. to follow and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to see this. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. That's the call, guys. That's the challenge. Yeah. All right? Yeah. 30. Shall we make it 50? No, 50 ma- make it 20. 20. Let's make it happen sooner. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Really <laughs> undercutting me, guys. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been a cheap whore before, you know. I'll do it again. <laughs> what um, would your drag name be? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll go out in public with this, but like, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it on a Saturday night. Yeah. And I'll Perfect. take the night off work and I'll put the full drag makeup on, but I'll just put my onesie on over yeah. the top. Oh, That'll okay. be a wicked look. You, oh, gotcha. You could be my drag daughter, Alana Coke. Alana <laughs> Coke. I love it. I fucking love it. Or you could be my drag daughter, Virginity mm. Loser. Uh, uh, Ruby has forbidden, f- forbidden the shaving of the beard, though. She's forbidden it. And, okay, that's um, fair. You know, because, you know, when she said that, I was like, of course, you know, you wouldn't want to lose any cushion for your ass, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I also want to change the term for beards. I think we should nickname our beards sponges. Sponges? Well, that's what I use for my beard. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's sponges. interesting. Yeah. Well, I think we should name it sponge, you know, because when a girl sits on it, it soaks up, right? Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, so let's get on to fellow performers. So, like, I've everyone's heard well, my opinions on this before. Who I've looked up to in the drag or comedy world, and who are fellow performers I like to work with. Who like inspired you guys to like get into drag, and then who? Uh, and, you, and you don't need to like put an exact list of favourites together. Obviously, we love all the performers we work Absolutely. together. But obviously, that we all have favourites for everything. I have favourite nieces and nephews, and apparently, I'm not allowed to. But like, no, oh, you're yeah, allowed to. Definitely, do. <laughs> yeah, they're not my kids. Exactly. Um, so, who's who? Um, who's your favourite performers to work with? To work with. I probably know a few of them. Probably. Um, well, my. Not really working with, but my drag sister, MC Heaven. Um, oh, I've not met yet. I can't yeah. We, oh, gotcha. We decided to start drag at the same time. We were up all night one night talking about drag. And <clears throat> the next morning I said, what if we were drag sisters? And then the House of Heaven was created. Um, she's amazing to work with. We paint together all the time. And I'm always just mad at her because she looks infinitely better than me. And I always just end up 
at one point while I'm right, I need to pull this up because I've seen you in and out of drag <laughs> and you look pretty amazing in both. So, I need MC Heaven. MC Heaven. I need to go check this shit out now because better than you, it's a tall, oh, that's a tall order to film, man. <laughs> Uh, I, it gets to a point in our painting where my mo- main thought is, fuck you, MC. <laughs> How dare you? How do I, what's our Instagram uh, handle? E-M-P. Ha. E-M-P. S-I-E. S-I-E. And then heaven. Heaven. Okay, here we go. You're welcome for the plug, MC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is stunning, but it's a tall order to fill for you. Come on. I see a photo of you standing side by side to each other. All right? I think there's a couple. Listen. Somewhere. Yeah. Coked out dudes in their 50s have definitely looked at both of you and thought about cheating on their wives. Okay? Probably. You know? And I'm not mad about it. No. no. <laughs> well, I feel like you're, you're trying to do something to provoke. That's what, that's what art and especially performative art, I think, is you're, you're trying to provoke something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get people to laugh at something that they know they shouldn't when I make jokes about abortion and circumcision, you know? So, MC Heaven was the one you love working with most. Yes. Jackson, who do you love working with? Um, well, I do have to give a shout-out to Blake Cassette, my oh, yes. drag dad, Daddy of Perth. Um, he's been there since, like, the very beginning, even before I started drag and he was one of the people that was like yeah you should totally do it if you want to do it mm-hmm. um he's just great to work with uh oh i just i mean i've done a few uh like gigs at the court and stuff and all of them i yeah I, yeah they just they're all amazing to work with they always mm. give good feedback and will be there for us like mm. all the baby drag artists donna is amazing oh yeah um, so someone friendly. like that, yeah. Donna, Kuja, and Faye, the three that host the Wednesdays, they always there to support us. And Donna, the, the the night I met her, it was like a real meeting of minds because I was tripping and she was drunk. <laughs> so it was just two really fucked instant up. click. Yeah, it was just instant. And then uh, yeah, now we just send each other funny shit all the time. Yeah, shout out Donna. I love yeah. you, Donna. You're so good. She's yeah. she's cat. She is. I remember the first time I ever actually saw a drag show down here. Um, Donna was in it, and after it was at the Comedy Lounge back in 2018. 20, yeah, 2018. Um, we got a photo afterwards, and I thought I was tall. I was not. She was. Oh, I know. So much bigger. Oh, and yeah, I was just yeah. like, well, now I feel short, and I've never <laughs> felt this way before. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because it's like I figured you would be tall mm-hmm. um, when I saw you in heels. Yeah. And then I saw her out of heels. And it's, and it's like, like, whoa. It's like, you're really fucking scraping the ceiling, <coughs> you know? And so, yeah, totally get where you're coming from there. Mm. But the drag queen, as far as the drag scene, as far as I can see, is. A, is, a, is Mostly, I have heard a few things that there's a little bit of drama involved. I think anyone who's dressing up in that much makeup has to be slightly dramatic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Slightly. But it seems like a mostly very supportive mix of people. Oh, absolutely. I've only felt love from every drag uh, performer in Perth. So, yeah. It's. They might give you a shit and be like, our brows look like shit tonight, darling, or something like that. (laughs) Probably. But I wouldn't be mad. Mm. Because. At least they're being honest. Something <laughs> I can't love. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I joined the... I, I watched the live stream of Barbecue James 
Gordon. Yeah, yeah, James. Yeah. Eleanor. Um, yeah, Eleanor. And uh, Kiara Climax. I'm doing their Instagram live feed. And they were just giving Ella so much shit. About, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, don't listen to them. All right, and this is, it's like you know those jealous queens. That, that those old je- those old queens are just jealous. Those old right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she she I bumped into James when I was doing street talk when he was out of drag. That was the first time I'd seen him out of drag, and I was shocked I could recognise him. I was yeah. like, James, and he was like Alex, and uh, he did a street talk thing where he was talking about how he was by, and I was like. I was like, I think gay people look at you as like you're a bit greedy, James. When I was street talking, I was like, yeah, I had it all. You know, I had one night when I uh, I um, went home with one guy, uh, sucked him off and fucked him. And then I came back the same night. I picked up a girl. She took me home and pegged me. And I was like, that seems like a real cross-correlation. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's like you fucked one guy, but then you let another girl peg you. It's like... And it's like, I don't, I'm not judging your flavours, but it seems like you got the wrong code input there yeah. you know, on that night out, you know? Um, but I was like, fair enough. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. And uh, he's so funny. Yeah, so he's funny. a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a cool dude. Um, I hope he makes the show next Sunday. Yes. yes. Giving away so many free tickets to this thing. <laughs> it's more important for this first show to just get a good crowd in for the other mm, comments, yeah, you know? Definitely. I'd rather make money on it later, you mm. know? Or when people donate to the Patreon. Yeah. i got to keep up in the ante, though. So, for this first one, I'll, I'll do a full head of makeup. And then, what should we do after that? The heels. The heels? Yeah. Fuck. you got to photo shoot with just yeah. your leg up. Yeah. Just my It doesn't leg even up. have to be your leg up. A photo of you, like, neck up, and then oh, someone else's fuck. leg across your body. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be too fun. <laughs> yeah. I did have an idea for a video once we get to 100 patrons where we're going to go down to the medieval fair, the Renaissance fair, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the practice dummy for the jousting riders. <laughs> so they're going to put me in a suit of armor and I'm just going to cop it with a shield to the chest. And uh, the guys were like, the guys who are helping me film it, they're like, we need to add one more thing to the mix. And I was like, oh shit, what? Ketchup blood. No. It was like, we're going to get you fucked up the night before, so you're hungover while you're doing it. And I was like, I was like yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, uh, I need this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, let's... And he was like, and we'll rock up to the event with you in the boot of the car, and that'll be the intro shot. Yeah. You climbing out of the boot of a car. Hungover. A big fucking night, you know, after a nuclear-level night, you know. So, uh and they were like yeah and I was like great so you guys are just going to follow me around the night before and get and make sure I get there and they're like yeah, yeah yeah we'll do that and I was like oh yeah fucking sick cheers guys yeah <laughs> tormenting me mm. do you have anyone tormenting you in your workplace no. just my manager just your manager <laughs> if you're listening to this I did not say that <laughs> I feel like you learn skills in hospitality that you will not wear you, you will learn people skills and hospitality mm. that you will not learn anywhere else in the world I learn how to walk away when my manager is talking to me that's oh. what I've learned that's the only people skill I've learned <laughs> I've got a good manager and a good boss so I, I don't have that what I've got to learn, because I'm a bartender, I've got to learn to not talk back to cheeky customers. But they say things and it's like, oh man, you shouldn't have spoken. Yeah. You just like, want to snap. I know. And you just can't. Now I'm going to make a joke about genocide and we're both going <laughs> to feel horrible, you know? <laughs> it's like, now I get all these Glaswegians in. Like, um, you know, they, 
they're always like saying, you're not funny. And I was like, okay, when's the last time you got on stage and got a laugh and come, you know? <laughs> and then they were like, you'd be like, still doing that podcast? I was like, yeah, I did an episode called Operation Glass Glasgow. And then they were like, what does glass mean? I was like, it means nuke. And uh, they were like, why would you nuke Glasgow? And I was like, yeah, it's a good point. Why would you waste the money on such a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got like, I was just, I was just genuinely digging their hole deeper. I was like, my boss, Jerry, she's always saying to me, she says, Alex, I know they say shit to you first, but you can't make jokes about bombing a city off the face of the earth. And it's like, but it's so much fun. And it's such a good idea. Mm, I know. Have you ever met a Glaswegian person? No. They are. Scottish people are lovely. Glaswegians are a different race of people, you know. I don't know what's going on there, but somewhere along the evolutionary trail, we took a back step (laughs) and we put that mistake in Glasgow. So... Here's another question for you. Donna was talking about like, we've got to get back to inspirations, Mm. right? So what was your guys' inspirations like? Because Donna Kebab was really covering the grounds of um, fucking Rocky Horror Show. Rocky Horror Show, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. Absolutely. what anyone says. Um, Let's Do the Time Warp Again is still one of the best music numbers ever. So what was your inspiration originally to get into... <laughs> it was July 2018. I don't know. It's just a random time I put yeah. out. I think since I'd been watching Drag Race, I was like, this is this seems like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then seeing drag live and in person in Perth, it was again, this seems awesome. It's just it's like something I want to do. So what I, I just decided to. And I think the people I've looked up to would have been, you know, Faye, Donna and Cougar, mm-hmm. seeing them every week at Drag yeah. Factory. Um, but it's hard to not look up to everyone. Like, right. <laughs> They're all amazing. Yeah. You just see another drag queen and it's like, I love you. Mm. Can I be you? Yeah. Like, it's very difficult to just pick one or two inspirations when they're all so inspiring and they're all so beautiful and so good at what they do. And it's like, I envy that like attitude. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. It's I'm inspired by every drag queen on the face yeah. of the earth ever. <laughs> I envy that because I am not inspired by every comedian. Mm. There are a lot of people. I don't hate them. I don't begrudge them any success they find. But I do not know how people find them funny. For the life of me, I don't. I, I wish I could see why. Mm. Because they're getting laughs and it's like, okay, this audience is either really drunk or really dumb. And so I get laughs for saying some obscene shit. But this shit is just strange you know um so what's your inspirations um uh, i i will say the same thing with inspired by all um drag ass but i actually didn't um know drag was a thing until like a couple of years ago anyway like i i didn't watch drag race yeah i watched drag race i started watching like a year so i'd already done drag yeah when i started watching it um but I just came out, I was doing musicals and I was like, I really want to, you know, perform and I love putting the makeup on and everything. And then when I went out and I saw, I think it was Trinket Estrange mm-hmm. on a Wednesday night, someone, some lesbian dragged me out of <laughs> this random event and I was like, oh my God, they're blue. Oh my gosh, you can be blue. You can be funny. You can do it like this. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of inspired me to be like, 
you could be whatever you want as long as you're having fun up there. Yeah. And, like, you can wear whatever you want. You can be whoever you want up on that stage. Um, And that kind of uh, inspired me. Um, And, yeah, just constantly even the baby queens um and kings and all that coming through mm. at the moment like they're inspiring me even though they've been doing it like lola yeah. mc all that um kiara is oh, yeah. only been like a, doing it a year but they're all like just seeing them and their growth is also inspiring yeah well i mean i i do kind of from the grassroots level mm. i'm seriously inspired by a lot of younger comics do you need to go to the toilet yes. okay we will pause <laughs> for the lola Lola and Jacko Jackson were just doing a quick musical number, <laughs> and, uh, which was very appealing. And I rec- I appreciate it a lot because I work behind a bar where the space is so confined, and I like don't like being touched, and I feel really rude whenever I touch anyone. But we're always touching butts and things behind there. And I work with these two girls, and they bumped into each other, and I was like, I, was like, I keep bumping into your ass. And I just blurted out, what are you going to do with all that junk? All, <laughs> all that, that junk, junk inside your trunk. trunk. <laughs> and like literally they follow up. I'm like, get, 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 get your trunk, get your trunk, I'm my own. Yeah, so um, Lola, Lola just left a horror story in my toilet. <laughs> yep, I'm going to have to deal yeah, with that later. Sorry about that. Mm, it was yeah. the coffee, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Runs through you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I just thought of a disgusting thing. Um... <laughs> Go on then. Oh, you know, runs runs through you faster than a wog's cum shot on a Friday night, you know. <sighs> Questionable joke, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> We're loving it. So it's all okay. Uh, could have played that one, but... No, the applause was better. Mm. Oh, oh I've got, still got this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, Callum, your penis is small. And, you know, just the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That's just how you should start every episode. That one. Just the intro. That'll be the intro. That'll be the intro. I'll take out the music number and then we'll do it. Yeah. I'm so happy with that music number. I can't believe I stumbled upon that by accident. Oh, wow. You know? It's like stumbling across someone who offers you some coke on a night out, you know? Make friends with someone and it's like, do you want some drugs? I was like, yes. Well, well, now that you're offering, you know, <laughs> it's like, it'd be very hard for me to say not to. Shout out Coppin, as this is an inside joke for someone. It's like, must observe the local customs. It's a little joke for a friend of mine. He'll get it. There's a lot of stupid inside jokes on this thing. Like the logo. There's about 12 men on the planet who understand the story behind the logo. Are we about to come and number 13 and 14? <laughs> yeah, so the story, the penguin. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, bearded penguin, beard me. Penguin has a little bit of a, like a Mr. T mohawk, which I had in school. I got it not inspired by Mr. T. I was inspired by like Native American Indians who had the mohawk. And so that was that. The beads are... Coming from its mouth, so this is the story. Bucks party, which I got to plan, which is always a fucking nightmare, leaving me to my own devices. And uh, I put on a, pr- I was pretty happy with the party I put on for these boys. And there was a stripper involved, and there were some beads coming out of her vagina. Oh. She pulled them out, and I don't know how long she kept them up there for, but that must have been a while. And she was like, "Do you want to eat these out of my eyes?" And no. 
pause. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she was like, come on then. And she was, it was on a tiled floor. And I dove and slid on the tiles like a penguin on ice. And literally one of my friends was like, um, it's like, dude, you look like Pingu sliding on those tiles. So that was the inspiration behind the penguin. I pulled about five meters worth of beads out of her vagina by the teeth. And that was the, that's the story behind the logo. And um, now whenever I'm with that group of boys, we, you know, we used to make jokes like we were thinking to ourselves, who actually wolf whistles after that party? It's like, who actually wolf whistles a girl? It's like, we've never heard anyone actually do it. It's like, we wolf whistle the blokes in the gym more than we wolf whistle, <laughs> like, chicks. And I was like, maybe we should noot chicks we find attractive. Like, whenever we see a girl we find attractive, just go, noot, noot. Yeah. Be like, that seems like a much more positive and friendly way to tell someone they're attractive, you know? So we're trying to get that trend off the ground. What do you reckon? <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll start that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get everyone onto it. Yeah. Just see someone attractive in the audience at your next show. Just point at them. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Any, um, any drag queens you want to um, shout out with a noot noot? <laughs> Jackson Coke. <laughs> noot noot. Lollapalooza. <laughs> Stop it, you. Um, oh, God, we... You chew through the time doing these podcasts. I never want these conversations to end. That's why I can't wait. I'm going to plan a a drug episode where we're all going to do mushrooms and I'm going to have my three favourite guests on, which is going to be a comedian, a rapper, and a drag queen. We're just going to record the episode and see where it ends. What happens? Yeah. Listen back to it Mm. the next day. Oh, God, what were we talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Real quick, though, like... Comedian, comedy, I think, is a really fun art. It's certainly not an easy art all the time, but it's a cheap art in terms of expense put into it. Whereas drag, like... It's not cheap. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, have I heard stories. Oh, Christ. How much money a month would you say you spend on makeup? Oh, on makeup. Makeup, just makeup? Well, Just, look, we'll get into the outfits in a second. We'll get into the outfits in a second. Seeing as I've only been doing it for not that long, I think the only thing, like, I've had to buy another one of makeup, because my other one ran out, was just one paint stick for foundation. Right. Which was 52 bucks. Right. Yay. Um, got it as a discount. Thank you, Phil. Um, <laughs> but I think... Oh, God. I need to Phil? do some quick maths. Phil McCracken? <laughs> yeah, how did you know? Um, yeah, we went to primary school together. Knew it. Knew it. <laughs> Um, God, to put an estimate on how much I've actually spent on makeup, and I don't even use it all, I'd say I've probably spent, like, easily over, like, 600-something dollars. Mm. And it's, I most of that, you know, that might even be too little. I'm not sure. Mm. Because, like, I've put money into good makeup. Because you may as well start there and learn with good makeup than have to go through with shit makeup. Yeah. So I've invested a lot, but... Far too much. Right. Far, far too much. Never too, ne- it's never too much for your art, though. No, you know exactly. It's something I'm happy to spend, exactly. which makes it easier. Mm. I spent so much money on this podcast equipment, but I have mm. so much fun. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, worth yeah. it. So worth it. And with fuel prices these days, I spend a lot of money traveling to gigs. Mm. But again, when you're on that stage and you're making people laugh. It's, yeah, it's all worth it. So how much do you... Like with the whole the beard get up, Jackson. Uh, like, how much are you spend? I feel like makeup's probably the cheapest thing out of everything. Get like, fucked. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Um, oh, 
No, maybe around the same. I reckon, but like obviously buying all the sponges and stuff, yeah. and also mm. sort of experimenting with different materials depending on like what facial hair I want to use. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, probably around the same six hundred. Yeah, especially since I've been like trying to figure out what works for me, what doesn't. Yeah. So I'll buy things and then won't be able to use the rest of them because I found something better or it just doesn't work well, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> hey, MC, here you go. Yeah. Right. Yes. But yeah, it's far too much. Yeah. Never too much for the fun of it, though. Yeah, mm. exactly. Real quick, though, when it comes to, like, the beards that drag kings wear, I, when I was doing research for this episode, there was one king on the premises, and then there was one uh, person dressed androgynously, like some alien whose gender <laughs> is beyond our world. Uh, that, was one, that was the cloakroom girl. Um, impulse control. Imp- yeah, that's impulse? what I was thinking. Yep, yep, yep. Impulse, impulse yep. control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, how do you pronounce that? Because I lo- impulse control. <laughs> impulse. Po- in- the Aha, got it, 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 got it. I got a tag her in the other episode. I forgot. I did. Didn't. I did. I. I, I lost her on Instagram. I'm gonna send that to you. Um, but uh, yeah, so she was dressed a bit like a. Yes. I'm so glad you were like, oh, yeah, we know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but there was one drag king behind the bar and the the hair she had on her face looked fucking real. He. It was he. possibly Blake. Blake Kaseya. He goes by he, him. So, yeah, he, he would have had – he does ama- – he's my drag dad, does amazing yeah. um, facial hair. Some of it is his own hair as well. But he can – he makes his own beards and moustaches. I was just thinking, I was like, fuck, I commit hard to some stupid jokes. You're really committing yeah. to me. That looks like real hair. Yeah. I was like, that's in, that's, that, that was in, that was insane. I looked at that and I was like, that is, wow. Yeah. yeah. That was, mm. and like, I could not believe it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Let me take this call. All right. The daddy of the podcast, daddy of the host of the podcast. <laughs> Dad, thank you for the shit. Thank you for the thank you for the mid segue call. <laughs> oh, someday I'll make enough money off this podcast where I can turn off my phone permanently. But until then, I need to keep it in front of me because I've got cashies waiting and people. Look, drugs don't pay for themselves, guys, <laughs> you know. So you, you, you gotta you gotta keep the phone nearby, waiting for that next job. You know, I. I wish I still had the messages. I was offered by a transgender person uh, money for sex one time. Oh, yeah. I was like, I wish I didn't delete those messages. <laughs> I really wish I didn't. didn't put a price on it, but I was like, I'll pay to fuck you. And I was like, I was in a committed relationship at the time, but oh. that relationship didn't end well, so... You may as well have. I kind of wish I did, you know? <laughs> I kind of wish I... I kind of wish my partner at the time would have just been chill about it. Like, I wish he would have said, well, it's, ask for how much, you know? Yeah. Because you know? it's like, yeah, how much indeed? That's the question. Yeah. Enough about that degenerate shit. I know we're <laughs> professional degenerates, but that's too degenerate. We were talking about Blake's. Blake's. Yeah, Blake's uh, hair. Facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, that was like... I saw that hair and I was gobsmacked. Mm. Was truly something for the ages, mm. and yeah, I was thinking it's like that can't be real, but it looks so real. Mm. So like you you glue it on, 
Spirit gum, yeah. Oh, other spirit gum. I guess I guess they use. I don't know. Do you have like a lace mustache? I don't. Not yet. Not yet. It'll it'll be something. I've heard. I can't remember who said it about who, but someone has lace eyebrows for out of drag, and it's like. Yeah. If I could get my hands on some of them, these eyebrows would be gone in seconds. Yeah. I'm gonna try find some. Don't do it. Don't do it, Lola. <laughs> right? I know you're beautiful in drag, but you're yeah. beautiful outside of it too, okay? They'll grow back, though. Yeah. You can shave I'm going to tee you up with my gay friend just so he fucking stops looking at me. Like, he's a bit older than you. He's in his 30s, but I, I just said it You know what? I probably know, know him. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to... I've been telling him for ages. I was like, man, I got to find you someone gay to hook up with because... You cannot keep hitting on me. And so I keep having to turn you down and you keep making me feel bad about it. And unintentionally, might yeah. I add, but I'm just like... Just got to get him laid. I know. Well, he keeps coming to the bar I work at and it's like... Because we met there. That was back when I used to drink there. And we used to drink a lot there. And now I work there. And he's just comes in all the time. And I was like, man, I got to... I got to find you something to put your dick in. And it will because this is getting out of hand, you know? And it's like, I love the attention. I'm, you know, being a performer, I'm an attention, I'm an attention whore, you know? Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw you post. Yeah. That's how I got you on the, I was like, would you ever do a podcast doing it that? You're not going to ask me. Absolutely. You know, I remember the caption is like, I'm an attention whore, so I yeah. ask questions and I'm like, oh, this would be a good question to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so great, Jackson. We're uh, taking um, Lola to meet my gay friend. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's about 15 years your senior, but. I have to think about how old that would be, forgetting how old I was then. Mm. It's like 30, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, 30s. Um, but don't worry about that. I've had much bigger age gaps. I've probably had bigger still. Mm. Whoops. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, real way to uh, make the parents proud there. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about age gaps. I think the oldest woman I ever stooped um, was 54. That was a... And I didn't do that because I wanted to. I did it because the boys needed a favour. <laughs> um, you may have heard that episode where I told that story about fucking the lady for yeah. the bottle of vodka. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. True story. Yep. Yep. What's your biggest age gap? Do tell. Um, it was a hookup with a 34-year-old. Ah. However big that difference is, I can't do math. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my biggest age gap. Ah, yes. Cradle snatcher. Yeah. Ah. Freshly 18, you know. Oh. Got to get them young. <clears throat> God. I'll never, under- I'll never understand men who want to date people younger than them. But I suppose someone has to for, yeah. uh, for the people younger than us to date older. Yeah. It's like, I've never found people my own age attractive. Oh, yeah, you no. Know? It's like, oh, God, you talk so much. <laughs> and it's like, you're so dramatic. It's like, you know, at least older people have money and, you know, just tell you when they want to fuck. And yeah, exactly. Games, you know? The Jackson, money part. The yeah, money exactly. Part. That's very nice. That's, <laughs> we appreciate it, you know. Playing the long game there. Um, Jackson, any... Uh... No, I usually, like, date or like, hook up with people in a similar age range. It's not... I don't usually go... 
And also, I have a baby face, so no one too old actually believes I'm over 20. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't believe it. Yeah. You do have a very baby yeah. face. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of 18-year-olds uh, try and flirt with me, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that is... Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of ba- there's a lot of cradle snatchers out there who are really jealous of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're a bit like, oh man, I've got to fight. I wish I could do that. You know? mm. But surely you must have looked at an older woman like I would have and thought, man, I would. I mean, yeah, but I'm too, <laughs> I look I'm at, too shy to actually go up to anyone. That's daughter. fair. Yeah. That's fair. But <laughs> I just wait for them to come to me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the oldest woman I ever looked at and thought, fuck, she's attractive, was Helen Mirren. And I was like, I, I probably would. I'd probably put one away in it. Um, just she's one? like in a, yeah, no, probably multiple. <laughs> she is stunning and she's like in her 70s or 80s or something. Oh, wow. And I was like, Man, she's still rocking. Um, There must be an older one, no? No, not really. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Guess not all of us can be trophy hunters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what I call young people who date older up. Trophy hunters. Said that to a woman and she got so upset. And it's like, but wait, you mutually date younger people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we call you cougars. It's like, you know... Like, we call ourselves trophy hunters, yeah. okay? You're the cougar. We mount on our wall after <laughs> we get you, you know? But um, the... What was I going to ask? There's one last question I wanted to ask. There's actually multiple questions I still need to ask. There's a fucking question I needed to ask you, Jacko. No, Jacko. 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 Named after a high school friend of mine. Oh. Who, actually, you're not friend. He was actually kind of a fuckwit in high school. Um, but he's not a bad boy these days. Got a missus that was... You know when you go to high school and you and then you see them years later and then they're with someone who's just stunning and it's like... How did this happen? How the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah, of all, all people. people. Yeah, not yeah. me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... That is so bizarre, you know? And it's like... It's like there is no way she would have found you attractive in high school. You with your personality in high school, you know, let alone the way you looked. Actually, he wasn't a bad looking guy in high school, but he was a total fuckwit. Yeah. All right, you know, but that's all right. A lot of naive girls put up with fuckwits these days, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would know. You would I would, know. I would get, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Jackson just getting all the tail, all the fuck boys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> So what's what's the? I had this woman who made me very uncomfortable after show because she was just kind of following me around, and I I invited her for drinks in fairness, because I didn't want to be rude and things like that with some other comics and some other people. But she was just so strange. It's like she was like, yeah, she was just wigging me out. Hmm. I took her there, and I was like, went to you know shake her hand goodbye, and she brushed my hand away like I was about to do something to her I'm like get the fuck away from her you're the reason I'm leaving early okay normally I'd be out a lot later than this but uh, yeah she was freaking me out a bit have you had anyone from the crowd make you feel like genuinely think oh god I'm gonna have to call Godfrey soon (laughs) (laughs) definitely there's definitely like I'm doing a podcast with Godfrey soon we're we're planning to we're gonna do an episode for bouncers nice Nice. Mm -hmm. yes oh yeah 
There's definitely people in the clubs, like, I would just be sitting down in Connie's on my phone, just in full drag, like, I need a moment. And then someone will come up to me and just start talking to me mm-hmm. um, and start flirting. And I'm like, go away. Mm. So you realize I'm a man under this, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, and they just keep talking to you. They, it's just, I'm, please leave. Mm. And, like, I'll text a friend, hey, help. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll come around, I'll go, and then they follow, and it's like go away Mm. it's just some people know how to make you feel uncomfortable and they do it really well Mm. i had a woman once i was full on drag facial hair and it shouldn't matter but i completely bound chests like (laughs) i was i was jackson and she comes up and she's like oh my god you're a drag queen i'm like actually no it's jackson coke i'm a drag king she's like no but you have boobs and i'm like "Mm mm-hmm no not right now (laughs) and then yeah she just wouldn't stop and she wouldn't i couldn't convince her (laughs) of my own gender expression at that time and i was like okay i'm just gonna try and walk away but she just kept she was just at the club all night that i was like and she, she wanted to know more about me but wouldn't use the correct pronouns or anything and then wanted to touch all the sequins on me and everything. I'm like, just go away. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the thing about, like, being respectful and being kind to people yeah. is its own reward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I do get a little bit confused about, like, I, I have to remind myself, it's like, no, when they're, when they're in drag, it's a she, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, he, it, when it's a queen, and it's like, it's a me. Because, but when I see them out of drag, like when I interviewed Donna, I was like, that's when it started getting confusing for yeah. me. I was like, Okay, I'm interviewing the character of Donna, mm. but she's not in drag. Yeah. This is very difficult for me as a fucking interviewer. Yes. And I'm like, I did not do enough drugs for this confusing <laughs> the problem. Um, so, like, when they're out of drag, what do you like to be referred to as? For me, I'm so I'm gender fluid out of drag. So anything he, she, they, whatever mm. in drag, I would love to be referred to as he, him. He, yes. Yeah. So that's easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And out of drag, I would consider myself genderqueer. I just, it's not something I, gender isn't something I feel attached to. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's there, but I'm not going to listen to it. Fair I don't enough. push it to the side. <laughs> so I go about any pronouns out of drag, but in drag, <laughs> she, her, if someone calls me he, him in drag, I'm like, why did I do all this yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, my dick is in my asshole. <laughs> this is a she. Her. Oh, yes. this is a woman. I've heard horror stories about that. <laughs> like, someone was telling me that, like, the, the, they had to, they jizzed blood up oh, because God. they, like, did. <laughs> Wild tucked? Or... No. Oh, no, God. Like, they took it out afterwards and then they, like, did it and then did the deed and they were like, yeah, they <laughs> jizzed <laughs> blood. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I asked Donna about that, and she was like, I don't think tucking is good for you. No, I've never heard of anyone bleeding. So, no. like, I was like, geez, the things you guys do for your performances. It's probably not good or healthy for us at all. But no. You've got wine in your chest. It's like, that's yeah. not got to be great for you. Oh, yeah. I don't think it is, but. Uh... You do it for your performance. Yeah, I do. Like like yeah. 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 Look, I, when I go on a riding binge, I put my liver through hell with the mm. amount of alcohol I do, so that's what I sacrifice for my art. So um, I, and then I sacrifice my mental health by saying horrible shit on stage. So we all make sacrifices for yeah. art. So and you two make much more realistic, well, much more real sacrifices. Okay, I, I can't put my dick up my arsehole. You know that's 
that's that should be a magic trick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Just my penis go? You know. So like that's do it at a kids party. Hide as a, as a magician. Oh my god! <laughs> I did not say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're going to get a cease and desist order. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cancelled yet again. Yeah, yeah. And be like, that was said by Lola Palooza. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> no, we've said much more outrageous shit like on our episode coming soon we called Degenistan which is going to be the name of our country that we're going to build in the south of Egypt um, we're going to fund terrorism against the city of Glasgow um, so uh, yeah we've said plenty of outrageous shit on here we used to have a segment on this show called non-pedophile of the week oh my god um, you know what in this day and age that's a necessary award yeah yeah like it's an incentive you know comedians are mostly conspiracy theorists and I feel like you don't need to be a conspiracy theorist to believe this but most film producers high end actors people people high up in the entertainment world mm. especially if they were famous before 2005 2005 is kind of that cut off limit Every, like after with the power of the internet they kind of realised I think 2005 2010 they thought of went after that, like, right, we've got to stop making sexual predators famous. Yeah. Right? So, like, anyone who was famous before 2005, 2010, probably a sex offender. So, we would pick which ones weren't because there had to be a couple because mm. it was, like, 75% sex offender, 10% normal, 15% closeted gay person. Yeah. John Travolta, shout out. Um, so, I think we went with... We did... Um, Mel Gibson, we did, um, we did Tom Cruise, not a pedophile, possibly a closeted gay man. Come out, Tom, all right? Just no one's on. gonna, No one's going to hate you for Do it. Do it for me. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's like, you don't, you're so sure you don't even need to get on your knees to suck dick. So, yeah, just, just do it, man. Um, and then we also said Brendan Fraser, and there were a couple of other, Denzel Washington, um, there were a couple of other ones. But we took that segment out because my conspiracy... I put a name for it and my conspiracy theory friend said, you got to rescind that name, man. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, it's gonna, there's something going to come out about them before the end of 2022. Yeah. And problem is he predicted COVID in 2017. Like oh, he predicted it. He's been right about predictions. He predicted the Queen would die in uh, September 2022, back in 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was an inside job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking predicts this shit and it's becoming eerie, man. I need to meet him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when am I gonna die? Uh, I'm gonna have. Please say next year. I'm gonna give this guy a big load of coke and have him on the podcast someday. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just when, get him listing off predictions. Oh man, and when, see when how you many get him right. drugs on his system, like he just goes. Oh, he God. says he says some shit which sounds like a lot of shit which sounds like it could be true, but he says some of the most outlandish shit, like. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is an interdimensional vampire. And Bill Clinton is a child molester from Mars. It's like, it's like, man, I believe I could believe parts of that, but mm. that you're seriously pushing some limits. There. Yeah, it's like the main thing is is when he says celebrity like evil celebrities are aliens or demons, and I was like, no, human pe- human beings are perfectly capable of being of horrible, being horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would know. Yeah, um, lonely child. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it changes you. <laughs> it changes you. Uh, Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. Where, you know, dinner with three, you know, just no conversation to be had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like calculated portions. Isn't that the funny thing when you're in a big family? 
the mum always overcooks. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mum overcooks just because, like, then it's easy lunches for the next week. Yeah, that, that too. But the thing with it... My mum hates packing away leftovers. Yep. So that's why they enforce you to eat your fucking oh food. God. It's not because they want you to grow big and strong or because and they use that African child guilt trip scenario. It's because they don't want to get out of Tupperware containers yeah. and more yeah. dishes, you know. So that's why they cook so much food and that's why we're all morbidly obese as we get older because it's like, well, mum, and, and you know, our, par- fault, our, par- our parents say mm-hmm. things you should lose a little bit of weight. And it's like, well, mum, maybe if you make me didn't eat that whole lasagna, you know, yeah. I maybe if I just had a slice, I'd be like, I'd have normal eating habits. And but... then we become adults. We don't know how to cook small proportions. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah, cook yeah, yeah. for like a big family. You're yeah. like, I don't need all this. <laughs> I am one yeah, yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. Why did I make three yeah. pots of spaghetti? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have two steak sandwiches for yeah. dinner tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just a, cutting back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Oh god. I'm trying to write a joke up about that, and I think you guys just helped me. Stop. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I want credits and royalties. Okay, well, can I give you royalties? I can give you credits. You know, you know I'll take that. I'm not making any money from this bullshit either. Yet. <laughs> but. Um, 30 subscribers on Patreon, 20 subscribers on Patreon, and we will do the Alexander in, in drag makeup. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not putting on clothes, though. That shit looks uncomfortable. It is. Uh, Just go to H&M, find a dress. Mm. Oh. Don't tell RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> but um, drag, I was going to say this earlier, drag is the proof that uh, pansexuality is a real fucking thing. Because it's like, I spoke to someone about this recently who was just like, it's like, man, it's like pansexuality is definitely a thing because it's like, I'm attracted to women 99.9% of the time. It's like, and I had the, I was saying the same thing to my friend and I took him to a drag show and he was like very sort of like, man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm like, why not? It's like, it's a man in makeup. And it's like, oh, come on, man. You and I both have fucked women uglier than that drag queen. Okay. It's like, we've, we've definitely have. And, um, and it's same for drag kings too. Like uh, I took one Christian girl to this. I was showing her photos of um, Adam's apple. Like that's I'm hoping to get. I'm saying I hope to get her on the interview. And she was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I was like, I've seen your ex boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> she's better looking than their fucking ex boyfriend. All right, don't say you wouldn't. So it's like I feel like drag is the proof that. Um, uh, it's not so much gender, but attraction is is very much ever can be fluid and changing as mm. you go through life. You know, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. sexuality is very fluid. Like, I'm not. I say I'm gay just because I don't find myself getting attracted to women or being attracted to women very often. Right. But at the same time, like I can look at a beautiful woman and be like, "That's a beautiful woman." Mm. <laughs> you can relate. Oh, I'm yeah. very sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's. Not as if <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to like put some books in your lap or something? <laughs> Sit cross-legged for a while. So come on. If there's a, I'll tell you. If there was a drag, I'd have to do. If there was a drag, I was gonna do. I'll give you a name. Mm-hmm. If there was a woman you had to do, uh, who would it be? Give us a, someone you know in real life oh, and fuck. and a celebrity. You answer this first. 
Oh, I've actually got. <laughs> oh, as, in, as in men, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be pretty easy women for you. Mm. Oh. This is a live podcast, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> no one uh, listens to this, guys. Yeah. 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 No, uh, this is just from my own personal collection. Uh, I don't publish this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't want to. Um, I don't know if I want to say it out loud. I've absolutely got someone for it that I don't know, but picking someone that I do know. That's a struggle. I have a list of people I do know. Yeah. I'm questioning my sexuality mm. <laughs> on that. Come on. Come on. I feel like I want to have a stab at guessing it. Okay. Because I feel like every... So I've looked at this bloke and I thought, yeah, if I had to, I, I, he seems like a very tender lover. Um, <laughs> I'd probably go like Tom Hardy if I had to go a bloke. Seems like a very tender lover. But like he just... Fuck you too, you know, but he'd cuddle you afterwards. <laughs> I'd have to say someone I didn't know, Halsey. Absolutely in love with that woman. Halsey? So, yeah. Singer? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, someone I do know is, that is far too hard. We'll come back to that. You yeah. can tell me off air. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with every single woman I know ever. Come on, you got to know a famous person. <clears throat> famous person. Are you feeling the judgment of other lesbians right now or something? Like, <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm not really into like... Don't all lesbians love Thor? I've never seen Thor. Neither have I. <laughs> but Chris Hemsworth, I mean. Sure, surely. we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm locking in Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair, fair answer. I feel like it's something else, which I'm going to find out about later, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you will. I will. <laughs> Off yeah. record, yeah. I will... Say all. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll set the voice recorder up on my phone. We can edit that into the podcast. Oh, sorry, did you hear that, Jackson? <laughs> Whoops. Um, I would say if I had to go a drag queen, which sounds so bad, I don't like to say it like that, but I can't think of another way. If I had to go them, there's probably no had to in this scenario. I probably would go them. Um, because again, I said to that friend of mine, I was like, man, we've definitely fucked women uglier than that. It's like, we both have. It's like, come on. We've woken up next to things we thought. It's like, what the hell did I do last <laughs> Gotta night? Gotta take a step back and yeah. recollect. It's like, oh man, that bottle of vodka was not worth it in the <laughs> side, But it was a good story. Um, but uh, probably Ruby, just because she's such a flirt. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Such an impersonation. And the first thing she ever said to me, that's a face I would sit on. Yeah. 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 Don't need a hello, how are you? Just, I'd sit on your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she called it, and I was like, well, if I know you're attracted to me, I probably automatically find you attractive. It's <laughs> just the way men work, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Shall we go on to plugs and wrap up the episode? Anything you want to plug? Um, uh, uh, I've got a King's competition on uh, Friday, the 23rd of. What month are we in? September. September. <laughs> um, Friday 23rd of September at Lucy's Love Shack. I Molly- think this show will come out after that. Oh, <laughs> I've got sure. such a back catalogue to work sure. through because I'm having two weeks off recording episodes soon. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, then secret things I can't talk about. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> are you doing Cherry Bomb though? Cherry Bomb? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a Drag King show? Yes, uh, yes that, that's on that's the, the show. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a the, Saturday night, isn't it? It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Yeah, what time Molly. does the show start? 
<laughs> I might make it. I might make it. I hope to. I, hope I believe to. Molly Poppins and Serenity Von Varda mm-hmm. is our host for the night, and uh-huh. it should be a very fun night. It's a very yes. talented lineup. Yes. Anything you just want to go home sick from work? Nice. Um. <laughs> Not really. Nothing's happening in my life. No. Just every Wednesday soon. night at the court. Yeah, pretty I much. Mm. Just I'm going to take the next few weeks off to drag a mini competition. Possibly doing it, your yeah, mini October competition. Yes, I think it starts the first Wednesday, the last Wednesday of September. Last Wednesday of September. Yes. The yes. court nine thirty. Be there. The court nine thirty. You yes. said that so seductively. Sexy, yeah. <laughs> the court nine thirty. It's Lola. Lola's the one I want to sleep with. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew there was sexual. <laughs> Attention in the air, you know, and I knew it wasn't just waiting for me to go go see Carl and give him a cuddle, you know. So, um, right. so guys, the show's the 18th of September show is going to be out after this episode, but uh, we are looking very likely to get a repeat show. Um, I, a lot of people have RSVP'd, and a few tickets have been sold. Important thing is, it's like it's not about the ticket sales, ticket sales are just to cover a few costs of the show. Um, if we make money, more money from it down the line, great. But we're giving away a lot of free tickets. Come down uh, for the repeat shows. Um, so yeah, 18th of September. This show is gonna fucking be over. I already said that. God, I'm, I need to start taking more Dexies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm way too ADHD to do this this thing without it. You know. But I just feel like it would turn off my magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And guys, uh, the podcast Profeshi Anal, DGen A Rates, um, is on Spotify and Patreon. And if you donate to the Patreon, that is the promise I will make you. If we get to, I'll, I'll meet you halfway, 25 patrons right. on the Patreon, right. I will let Ruby put me in drag makeup, and we'll stream it live on Instagram. Yes. Hell yes. Yep. We're there. Let's yep. do it. All right. Sweet. It's just going to be a party of drag queens around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll I be the one video. Drag, yeah. Uh, I said the one drag uh, queen and all of you rocked up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We're a package deal. It's just yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Very social. Village people. Yeah. <laughs> um, we share a hive mind. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the queen? Barbecue or Donna Kebab? Probably Barbie. Yeah. Sorry, Donna. No, I can't can't choose. I don't think Donna would mind that um, at all. I think Donna would honestly bow down to Barbie. Yeah, actually, fair. Mm. Barbie's been doing it how many years now? As as much as I've been born, yeah, 25 years. Wow. How old is Barbie? Far too old. 40. I think they just, she just turned 40. Wow. Good Lord. I think. Looking decent. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) I'm not looking that good and I'm 24. <laughs> Falling apart. Guys, this is the Profeshi Anal DGen A Rates podcast.